do it. Bubba Wallace wins at Kansas. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Thankful to shut the hell up for a lot of people. The rise of Bubba Wallace. What they gonna say now, baby? Let's go! Do them right now! True fans that are out there, thank you guys. I love you. It's been a tough road. You guys are the best. And uh, let's keep this train rolling. Thank you. Welcome into Backseat Drivers. I'm Kim Kuhn, joined by NBC Sports' Steve Letarte and NASCAR's Alan Cavana. It was an exciting race at Kansas. We are now two for two in action-packed playoff races. A lot of playoff woes, pit road mistakes, and another non-playoff winner. And remember, at any point during the show, you can text Steve or Alan to 31032 to agree or disagree. Yeah, people baby. love to disagree yeah. with right. your takes. All right. For the first time in playoff history, we have seen two non-playoff drivers take the checkered flag in the first two playoff races, sending a little shakeup through the field. And now, Steve, we are at 18 different winners in 2022. I just got to rub that in a little bit. No, that's fine. It didn't happen in the first 26, so I feel like I still won this disagreement. Um, but it has been crazy for sure. 18 different winners. It's, it's shocking, to be quite honest. Well, here's what Bubba Wallace and Denny Hamlin had to say following Sunday's race. I knew Denny was going to be strong, and, you know, that's, that's the things I look at is, is, is he wasn't that good at the beginning of the day. And he comes up and finishes P2, and that's that's what I want to start doing. When we don't have the best days, is capitalize on moments like that. So it's cool to beat the boss. Um, but man, we were just lights out today once we got to the lead, and it was it was a lot of fun. I'm really happy for uh, that 45 team and, and Bubba Wallace and, and Booty. You know, Bubba's just really worked hard on his craft, and you know we, we've just given him fast race cars, and now he's showing him what he's got. All right, fellas, explain why non-playoff drivers are able to go out and steal wins from under the playoff drivers. Because really, it's not something we regularly see during the championship run. Well, uh, listen, it's inexplicable. There's no explanation for it. It shouldn't be happening. Uh, really, these playoff drivers should hang their heads that it is happening. Because I believe the 16 best teams made the playoffs. You could argue that Truex could have, should have been in there. But he's not the one winning races. It was Eric Jones and Bubba Wallace. Bubba's been close. Eric Jones has been okay this year. But you're supposed to elevate your game in the playoffs. So I can't explain how these other 16 drivers can't find their way to victory lane. And that's what we've seen every year. Teams don't want to admit it. Drivers don't want to admit it. But when we get to the playoffs, it does seem to be some other level of performance. We've seen it every year in this playoff format. Not seen it this year. I don't understand where the, the strength and the other level is for these competitors, for an Eric Jones to get a win. Eric Jones has been fast. We, we knew he was a contender at Darlington. But for him to get a win during the most pressure filled time of the season when these drivers the 16 need that win to get into the next round to not have it from these drivers after the first two races is crazy it's the first time we've seen it well we saw the parody though in the regular season is it not fair to say that will continue through the playoffs i believe it will i think it's two things i think that no one had a big playoff point lead so everyone in the playoffs is racing a little tense they're, they're really concerned about points more than the wins because that's really the pathway out of the round of 16. And the second big point, you mentioned parity. In years past, once you made the playoffs, you started building cars for the playoffs. You started building these specialized one-off cars for Kansas, for Bristol. 
with this next-gen car, those don't exist anymore. So I think some of that technology advantage has gone away from those teams that find out they're playoff eligible very early in the season. Yeah, and we heard Denny say yesterday in his post-race press conference that, yes, they used to build and save their equipment. You can't do that anymore with the next-gen car. Maybe we're seeing the product of that where Eric Jones, where Bubba Wallace can get that. And I think you were saying, Steve, that that, that 45 car, same car yeah. that won in Kansas. So you can just bring back the same car, bring back a driver that has the skill to do it, have the same speed, go out there, win the race, sweep Kansas for 23-11. Well, it certainly has made things interesting. And on top of all the good for Bubba Wallace, we also saw some of the bad for other drivers. Steve touched on it, specifically those in the playoffs. Take a look at what we saw. Oh, oh Harvick in the wall. Hard into the wall for Kevin Harvick. Oh, the right side. Right. Damage yeah, to the right, right front. He's back up into the wall. The caution comes out again. Redick into the wall, and now he is slow. Caution has come out. Right rear or the right front? Just went. They drop the jack to leave. He's going to turn out. 14 coming in. My goodness. 18 into the grass. Kyle Busch, another issue. Oh, yikes. Kevin Harvick's misfortune put him in a must-win position heading into Bristol. Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, Chase Briscoe all reside <laughs> below the elimination line. So who are the first four drivers out following Bristol? <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll start with Alex. I got to cover this because cheating. Alex cheats. I don't know if Kim cheats, I'm but Alex cheating. totally cheats. So. I'm just going with the odds here. Look, Kevin Harvick has a 1 in 36 shot. I'm taking the odds on that one. At the moment, right, you wouldn't put him in. He's got to win. So I, I say he misses it. I think Kyle Busch makes it in. Okay. That means right now you have to. I have to pick one of the three that are currently in, right? If I put Kyle Busch in, I got to yeah. take someone out. I'm going with the young man, Austin Sindrick. Sorry, man. Sorry, Austin Sindrick, but oh. I, I, gotta, I gotta move him down because I, I like Daniel Suarez's speed. I like what Tyler Reddick can do at Bristol. So I have to pick one if I'm putting Kyle Busch in. It's just, look, it's veteran versus rookie here. I'm taking Austin Sindrick out, Kyle Busch in. Okay, so this is why I covered my paper because I didn't want him to cheat. We agree that Kevin Harvick <laughs> is out. Uh, but I actually have Chase Briscoe finding enough points to advance. Wow. Um, and I have Kyle Busch advancing. So, so that is, who's that? So I have the four of Kevin Harvick out. A set of Austins out. I have the three and the two uh. both being eliminated. And Daniel Suarez, I didn't like his frustration after slight contact at Bristol. I feel like he's, uh, excuse me, at Darlington. So I feel like he's a little bit on edge for Bristol. Um, look, it's the playoffs. This isn't a knock on Suarez. I think he's doing a great job. He's got to win this year. As a driver, he's maturing. He's going to have a great career. But the playoffs are different. And I think you're hearing that on the 99 radio. For that reason, take that and jam it into that half mile at Bristol. That's a lot for the 99 driver. I have him eliminated. You guys have no confidence in the Austins. Look, right, one's a you, rookie. True. If you have to pick, though, if one Austin makes it, which Austin is it? Um, I would take Austin. Sindrick makes it because I believe that the Fords are going to be pretty good at Bristol, and he can lead on Blaney, who leads a ton of laps. And same here. Penske Fords. And we've seen Austin Sindrick do well in the Xfinity Series. I'm not saying I don't lack his skills at a track like Bristol. I just think in a playoff format like this, as a rookie, I don't think he makes it. But between those two, I'm picking Sindrick. All right, we'll have to wait and find out. Well, we saw quite a few penalties for equipment interference at Kansas. And as you can imagine, Kyle Busch had a little something to say about it. Because it was a foot or two into his box, and uh, that's interference. Like, you have to give. I also had to go out and around a guy's leg from the box in front of me. I mean, like, I had to take it easy to not run over somebody. Yeah, similar. I, I'll fight it after the race here. <laughs> 
Uh, you'd have more luck shooting your foot and enjoying that. They call this for equipment interference. We're going to go tail. Uh, what? I need to get what it means, but what exact? So Kyle Busch, always entertaining on the radio. <laughs> and we've already seen some team shakeups with their crews. In fact, that's one of the constant things throughout the season. I feel like we see crew shakeups each and every week in 2022. So everyone, especially those playoff drivers, looking for the best possible crew as they go on their championship run. So will we see more crew shakeups, especially after all the mishaps at Kansas? I don't think it's the mishaps that are going to cause the shakeups, but it's going to be the elimination of some teams. So right now, yeah. heading into the from the regular season into the playoffs, cars that or teams, organizations that didn't get all their cars in, you kind of pick and choose. Figure out who you want to have on your playoff cars. The other teams, as sad as it may be, you can let them know if you want the best guys make the playoffs. That's kind of how it is. Well, now, heading into the first elimination race, if or perhaps Kevin Harvick does advance or Chase Briscoe does advance, now SHR only has one car in the playoffs. Or if, uh, look at RCR, Reddick makes it, Dylan doesn't. I think there could be some swaps here. I actually think the three has one of the best pit crews on pit road. So if the three gets eliminated, I would be arguing to swap the pit crews completely. Um, so, so that's, I think, what we're going to see. It's not because of the issues, because they are widespread up and down pit road. Um, I think it's just simply the, the simple fact of if you're an organization, you don't have all your cars in, just pick. I don't even want to call it the all-stars. At this point, I would be looking at veterans because the mistakes I saw were really just kind of not even just experience. It was more the pressure of the playoffs. The same thing we're seeing out of the drivers. And I wouldn't want to make any changes before Bristol, right? I think we'll see mm -hmm. him after Bristol once we see the, the eliminations. I think making changes before this race in Bristol would be more detrimental to, to the mentality of the team, to disrupting everything, to saying, look, no, get out, let's change it all up right before a big race, the elimination race where the pressure is on. I want my coherent team there, my cohesive team there uh, before a big race like Bristol. After that, make some changes. But in this pressure pack race, I don't want to make any changes going into it. I rely on the head coach to say, hey, get us motivated and say, hey, we made some mistakes in Kansas. Let's fix it for Bristol. Let's not change people up. Hey, and I might be the wrong one to ask because I've swapped a pick from the middle of a race. So. <laughs> well, how many changes is too many changes and it yeah. messes up the cohesiveness of a team? I, I, I mean, it really is. It, it's um, especially now what, what the fan needs to understand is when we had seven pick crew members years ago, everyone really had an individual job. Then we went to six and now we're really at fives, which means the jack man and the tire carriers, it's a dance. While the changers are pretty clean, those other positions really swap. The carrier and the jackman really swap from right to left. So um, there, it, it, it's kind of like a ballet, and I, you know, you don't want to try to do that with a different partner here when it matters the most. Especially at Bristol, we have to think about those pit boxes. Small. So small, small, so unique with the the front stretch, back stretch oh, going around. I mean, so many differences that you have to think about at Bristol. I don't want to change it. So if interference was an issue at Kansas, you think <laughs> Bristol maybe, maybe somebody yeah. else's box? Think yeah. about it, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Bristol, as we turn the page to Bristol, it's time for backseat bets presented by BetMGM. Remember, you can text Alan or Steve to three one zero three two to make your picks for this week's lineup. So these lineups, remember, are who will finish ahead of who, not overall. So first up, we have Kansas winner Bubba Wallace versus the only guy that's locked into the next round, Christopher Bell. Start with you, Alan. I'm going Seabell. Seabell has no pressure. Seabell is leading the points, and he's just doing great. He's been consistently maybe the best Gibbs car at times in terms of speed, in terms of performance. 
No pressure heading into Bristol. I think he does great. Bubba looks great at the Baker Chacks, the mile and a half to two miles. I think he's going to have a good run at Bristol, carry the momentum in there. But I'm with you. See Bell, the dirt racer. He's used to things happening fast. They're going to happen fast up in Thunder Valley. I like the 20. That makes three. I had the 22. Just he's been my sleeper pick all season long. Pretty consistent. And I think he's got no sweat in terms of already being locked in. Nothing to worry about. All right, next up, two guys that had woes in both races of the playoffs so far, Kevin Harvick versus Kyle Busch. Also, two guys that we've seen can win at Bristol. Yeah, well, oh. listen, I, I, I mean, the numbers are the numbers, and I'm not going against them. When the man wins eight races at a racetrack, I'm going to bet that every time. So I'm that guy. If the roulette wheel keeps hitting red, <laughs> I don't go black. I just keep betting red until it switches. Kyle Busch keeps winning, I'm picking Kyle Busch. Double down. I'm going the other way. I'm going okay. Kevin Harvick. Look, we have two former champions here, two drivers in positions that really have to do their best on sun on Saturday night at Bristol. Two drivers, I think, are a little bit in their heads right now, mm -hmm. right? I mean, here, Kyle on the radio, Kevin Harvick, you know, what he went through at Darlington, the issue he had at Kansas, the must-win situation. This is a toss-up for me. I'm going Kevin Harvick, though, because his one option, and one option only, is he has to get that victory, and the only way to do that is to beat everybody, including Kyle Busch. I'm going with you. I'm going Kevin Harvick. They've proven year after year, backs against the wall, they can get it done. Plus, I think with the announcement coming from Kyle Busch that's hmm. going to distract him this week, he's going to have less time to prepare. So I think we're going KH in victory lane. All right, next up, two guys below the cut line currently, Chase Briscoe and Austin Dillon. Steve, I'll start with you. I know it's not dirt, and he ran well on the dirt. It's back to concrete, but I'm still taking Chase Briscoe. I think that the Fords are going to run very well here. I actually have Chase Briscoe moving from below the cut line to into the playoffs. He's going to do that with a very, very good run. I have Chase Briscoe, and I'm willing to say we're talking a single-digit run. Top wow. five, top seven from this 14 oh. car all day long. Okay. I'll go Dylan. I'll go. Okay. It's a big week for RCR, right? Maybe it'll get even better on Saturday. I think he can beat Chase Briscoe. Austin Dillon, one of those drivers that just seems to be around and rise to the occasion at the right time. Doesn't he always get the big wins, but in the time that he needs it, I think he can beat Chase Briscoe. When you look at the points, I mean, some of this is a heads-up battle, right, mm -hmm. with the drivers below the elimination line right now. If you focus on those drivers, I think Austin Dillon 3 team can focus on the drivers they need to beat. I think they come out on top on this one. I'm going Briscoe. I just think Austin Dillon's had good runs at Bristol, but he's had inconsistency at Bristol. A little more of a clean slate when you talk Chase Briscoe doesn't have as much experience there, and I think that's going to work in his favor he'll take more risks. All right, final backseat bet is going to be Ross Chastain versus Tyler Reddick. Alan, let's start with you. I got to go Reddick only because if there was ever a time to knock Ross Chastain out of the way, all this stuff you hear about, oh, it, the revenge is coming for him, you know, the, the comeuppance is coming, this would be the track to do it because you can do it, you can do it easy and keep on going. So I, not that I'm worried about Ross's talent or speed, I'm worried about the other guys being behind Ross, Tyler Reddick by default. So I, I'm kind of, it, which Ross Chastain do I get to pick? Exactly. Is this the Ross Chastain who was very confident and wasn't afraid to run into people because that was the one that was successful? This new Ross Chastain that seems to be, I mean, he talks himself in a little bit of circles in his interviews. And, and that's not a knock. I think he's really trying to find his footing as a NASCAR star. He's trying to figure out who he wants to be. But I'm still going to take him just because... I don't agree that payback is coming at Bristol because oh. he's already through. You don't want to wreck a guy and still have him advance. If you're going to wreck the one car, you're going to knock him out. So if you okay. were going to, if you were to take payback on the one car, it was going to be either early in the round or in the next round. For mm. that reason, I have Ross Chastain surviving the melee and outrunning Reddick. 
See, I liked your argument about which Ross Chastain we're going to have, but yeah. I'm going to use that to pick Redick. I think fair, we've seen fair. too much inconsistency. We're not seeing the same Ross that we saw at the beginning of the season. So go and Tyler Redick. I think that's the toughest pick of the group. Yeah. yeah. What do you tell a timid Ross Chastain? Uh, Stay to, aggressive or no? Oh, quit being timid. Listen, if I'm Justin Marks, I put him over there. I take him look at the cards. So you see all those decals? See all those partners? We could pay for wreck race cars. Just go be you. Because since you've stopped being you, we've stopped leading laps. We've stopped being up front. We've stopped being all these different things. Just be you. Now, that's really hard to be because he has to figure out who you is. Uh, and that's really what it is. I think Ross Chastain just has to decide. And it has to come from his circle. Uh, it might not be his owner. It might be his family. It might be his friends. It might be somebody else. He has to go back to that guy that kind of dug and ground his way to get this one seat. That's who he needs to go find out again. All right, Ross, you heard it. You be you. All right, let's get our picks for Sunday. Are you going to go with a playoff driver or a non-playoff driver, Alan? I want the drama. Give me all the drama. Kevin Harvick has one option oh. and one option only to keep this going at one of his best racetracks, one of the best racetracks for his crew chief as well. There's no place that Rodney Childers loves more than Bristol Motor Speedway. I'm going to pick the drama. Kevin Harvick does it and advances, and you get a pissed off Kevin Harvick for the rest of the playoff. Okay, that's one vote for the four. What about you? Well, if he's taking 16th on the leaderboard, I'm going to take one. <laughs> I'm going to okay. take Christopher Bell for the reason of I look at Christopher Bell as the one guy here who is freewheeling. Yep. He doesn't have to score any points. He doesn't have to do anything. His whole goal is to get a few more playoff points before next week. He kind of, I think he had one of the best cars at Kansas, kind of maybe one slipped away from the 20 there, and he runs very well at Bristol, so I'm going to take Christopher Bell. So we got a pick for Kevin Harvick. We've got a pick for Christopher Bell. I am going Tyler Reddick. People are probably going to say, well, this isn't dirt. I don't care. I know, yes, he ran well at dirt, but he's had decent finishes when we've had concrete Bristol races, a 12th and a 4th place finish. I like his aggressiveness. He just got has to have a clean race. Somewhere. Easier said than done yeah. at Bristol. I know. We <laughs> pick drivers that really need a, a good race, and you got Mr. Relaxed over here for Christopher Bell. Yeah. So we'll see, but don't forget, Race for the Championship is all new this week. Thursday at 10 p.m. on USA. Lots of behind-the-scenes content as we race for a championship. Check out this sneak peek. When people hear the name Kyle Busch, the first thing that comes across their mind, I hate that guy. Kyle Busch is an ass. Kyle Helmet on versus Kyle Helmet off are two totally separate people. I have misunderstood my whole life. It's my first year in the Cup Series. This is a whole nother level. Terrible honest. There's a bunch of killers in here. You have to be the closest to crashing to go fast. Go me! God, I just think I'm That looks like a great episode. It's been a great show, and you know it's been fun to see your cameos. <laughs> well, I'm not sure those were planned, but the show itself, the concept is there. These drivers are giving the fans the access uh, that I think we all would love to see. We know what they go through. We know some of these drivers. Now the fans get to see what it's really like to try to grind your way into the playoffs, and, and it's only going to continue to get more interesting as the championship race kind of looms out there a few weeks away. So much great content for NASCAR fans, including Alan. You've been busy taking an inside look at the playoff races featuring former crew chief. Steve Lazard, as well as Todd Gordon. So what can fans look forward to as they watch this series? So much brain power between those yes. two crew chiefs. <laughs> and look, we see the story of the race, right, play out with the checkered flag. But there is a story behind the story. And that's what we really dig into, the stuff that maybe you don't see, the strategy calls, the moves that crew chiefs make, and really where the winning passes are made, how far into a race that's, that starts and the strategy. We dig into all that, charts, graphs, all that good stuff. And it really tells the story that you haven't heard before. And that's what I like about it. And what's it been like for you to go ahead?
head-to-head against one of your former competitors? Well, first of all, he continues to wave that championship trophy in my face. Because uh, Todd yeah. Gordon, no, yeah. listen, Todd is a brilliant, brilliant crew chief. Uh, he did win a championship, one thing I was unable to do. But it's great to kind of analyze these races with him because we agree on a lot of things. But there's certain things we disagree. We have a different perspective on the choices. But it's a lot like Alan said, it's data-driven. And that's really the point. It's not about the stars. It's not about the drivers behind the wheel. It's about the actual team, the data, the decisions made off that data, what works, and sometimes, unfortunately, what doesn't work. How somebody loses the race can almost sometimes be more interesting than how someone won it. Sounds exciting. I love charts and graphs and data. <laughs> We've got it. Uh, the good thing is, though, objective, you can't argue with some nope. of the objective data. So be sure to catch NASCAR Inside the Race every Tuesday on NASCAR.com and NASCAR's YouTube channel. And make sure to tune in to the Bristol Night Race this Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on USA. It's the last race of the round of 16 at the last great Coliseum. You're not going to want to miss the excitement of the first elimination race of the playoffs. And we will see you right here next week in the backseat. This year, see more. Full field of in car cameras. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Backseat Drivers. Make sure to rate, review, and follow to stay up to date on each new episode dropping every Monday.